Lime, duh. Wah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it again. Hello. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Woo. Woo. There's a lot of beef out here. Two big meat sandwiches collided. Splat! Who gives a shit? Welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling Podcast. The podcast for comedians coming at you, everybody. Dissect wrestling to an unhealthy degree. I am your host, Dan Black, a.k.a. the funniest podcaster on the motherfucking planet slash the motherfucking universe. Now that Bezos is in space, I got to fucking clarify. There's no way that guy who's now part of the universe <laughs> is uh, funnier than me. Dan Black... And if you stop listening to this podcast, I'll fucking kill you. A.K.A. Donsky and Black Amora, A.K.A. Papa Oat Milk, the creatine dream. Coming at you, baby. Uh, like Cleopatra, baby, baby. Gabba, gabba, we. Gabba, gabba, we. Gabba, gabba, gay. Gabba, 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 gabba. This girl, she's mine. <coughs> this is hot garbage. Baby! <laughs> what up, Jabroniacs? We're back in action for your satisfaction with all of our spicy, spicy, muy, muy, muy caliente, fresh kiss. Chef's kiss? Fresh kiss? Fresh. French kiss? Mwah. <laughs> uh, with all of our spicy wrestling reactions. Holy shit. I rushed through the intro a little bit because there's so much shit to talk about this week. It's absolutely ridiculous. Well, I'll say two things, though. Patreon.com slash Comedians of Wrestling. Get access to our bonus chaos episodes. You never know what's going to happen on the, in those episodes because this is chaos. We answer your questions. We interact with the Discord. Um, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, support the pod on there and also get access to our bonus content. Why the fuck not? Speaking of bonus content. Huge announcement coming at you, everybody. What, what music? Should I, I mean, this is a huge announcement. Here we go. Here we go. Whoa. No, 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 no. Not that, not that. Not that, not that. Yo, everybody. It is official. I came on this podcast. I came on this podcast recklessly and guaranteed you a show in Vegas, okay? And let me tell you, at, there were times where I was like, man, I wish I didn't do that, <laughs> okay? Uh, because Vegas is a, a weird place, and dealing with people in Vegas is even weirder. I might have gotten some HPV for some of these phone calls I had over in Vegas town. Uh, but uh, 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 the show is confirmed. And the show we're having is the Comedians Wrestling Podcast Presents... The DZ, as in Dolph Ziggler and Friends, Summer Slam-tacular in Vegas at The Space. Oh, if you're watching on the YouTube, by the way, if you're not subscribed to our YouTube, go eat a dick salad or go subscribe, right? Yeah, those are the two options, okay? Choose your path wisely, folks. You want to eat a dick salad or do you want to, for free, hit subscribe on a YouTube page? Uh... I know what your answer is. Someone you idolize. All right. 
Um, but uh, yeah, so Dolph Ziggler and I were collaboing for the show in Vegas. We'll have tons of surprise guests from the wrestling world. Uh, and um, we'll be doing some cow shit also. It's going to be the hybrid that you have all been waiting for. Going to be fucking dope. Now, the ticket link as of I posted this is not live, but I believe... The ticket link will be up on Thursday, so that's when this podcast drops. So it should be up. I will have all that information all over our socials at, at COW Podcast. It'll be on at Heel Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler's social media. Um, it'll be on my personal, at Dan Black Attack. So the, the, you, if you were looking for this, you will find it. I just don't have that link this second. Um, but get your tickets. going to be awesome. It is immediately after SummerSlam Saturday night. It is... Five minutes, I believe, from Allegiant Stadium. It's right on the, a little bit off the strip, but right there. Uh, So, you know, you go come to our show, go party afterwards. Going to be a fucking great, great time. I'm absolutely pumped for it. So we'll have uh, more on that, uh, on that, and uh, it's going to be great. Sierra Hotel, Echo Bravo, Romeo Oscar, Oh, my God. Here he is. Jason Shabiro, Community Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. From Hawaii still, you know the music indicates where he'd be. Yeah, I'm trying to announce the show, Shebs. What's going on? We got a lot to talk about. Cena I'm trying to announce back. the show, bro. Goldberg came back. No, 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 this is bigger about. than that. No, this is bigger than that, too. Uh-huh. How long do you have this go? Look, I don't cut music off anymore. The island is in me now. If the mu- if the music's flowing, oh, I'm flowing. Yeah. Let's vibe it out, man. Man, it's fucking hollow, bro. Let's go. <sighs> Jason Shapiro, nice, right? I guess, uh, what's up, man? How's it going? Welcome to the show. Hey. Uh, you're here. I, I just announced Cal, the DZ and Friends, Cal Summerslam-tacular. Yeah. Uh, How's it? How's it? So here's the thing. Uh... You said there's a lot of big wrestling announcements this week. As you know, I don't really ro- yeah. watch wrestling. I'm too busy right now, okay? It, this is low times. This is my off season. I always take a break every summer. Um, I heard a couple big things popped off this week. Nothing is bigger in wrestling today, right now, than the big announcement that I have to make. Oh, so last week you came up. You're just reminding me. Sorry. You, you, you teased us so bad last week I almost forgot. Well, last you know week- I'm a dirty little tease, baby. Oh, my God. Fuck yourself. All right, so anyway, last week on the pod, you had said you had a huge announcement, and then your announcement last week, very in very wrestling-esque fashion, your announcement last week was that you have a huge announcement this week. The announcement last week yeah. was that yeah. on this week's show, right. there's going to be a huge announcement. And this announcement today is so big that merely announcing it last week was right. a big announcement. Right. Okay. All right. And by All the right. way, I did not make this up. This is this is how they do it in wrestling. I'm just learning from the greats. Bruno San Martino, Dino Bravo, Tito Santana. <laughs> I don't know if Dino Bravo Harley Race. Is Dino Bravo in the category of the guy <laughs> on the level? Brooklyn Brawler. Gobbledygooker. <laughs> okay. Lance now, Storm. Yeah. Lance yeah. Cade. Lance Archer. Lance Bass. Lance Archer of Infamy. Yeah. How many more Lances you got? Can you dig up one more Lance? No. No, I cannot. Okay. I'm, I'm out of lances, bro. <laughs> You're out of lances. Okay, you've thrown your last lance. I've thrown my last lance. So here's the deal. I have a huge announcement for you guys. Yeah. 
And I told you it. it so the it, announcement is happening. You promised there yeah, is yeah, an yeah, announcement yeah. right now. I mean, yeah, yeah. That if, in? If, if you listen to last week's episode, you know. Yeah. That my announcement last week is that right now I'm going to announce something so huge that it's bigger than John Cena returning. Because let's be honest, John Cena has returned to wrestling before. And he'll return to wrestling again. John Cena returns to wrestling all the goddamn time. You know what is a once-in-a-lifetime wrestling moment? That you guys, you Jabroniacs, and you Shabroniacs, and you Petroniacs, you guys could buy tickets for. Come to Vegas. This is a once-in-a-lifetime moment that I, your cow champion, Jason Shabiro, am offering you guys. What is this? Come on. At SummerSlamTacular. In Las Vegas. The DZ and Friends SummerSlam Tacular at the Space in Vegas, right after SummerSlam. At the Space in Las Vegas, right after SummerSlam. DZ and Friends. Cal presents SummerSlam Tacular. There will be a coronation celebration ceremony for my mainland fans. We are truly has teamed up with me to fly me to Las Vegas. Truly Brand Heart Seltzer. And we have. The Mainland Coronation Celebration will be featured at DZ and Friends Cal Presents SummerSlam Tacular at the Space in Las Vegas. Wait, what are you even talking about? What do you mean? I became champion during one of the most devastating, like Drew McIntyre, I became champion at a time where fans could not be in the building to see it. I, like Drew McIntyre, I had to usher in good vibes and positivity in the darkest moment that we faced perhaps in our lifetime. And I carried this strap for all these fans and I inspired them and I broke the fourth wall just like Drew and I talked directly to the camera and said, thank you, I love you, this is for you guys. And what I want to give back to the fans is now that, not that it's over, we're still getting vaxxed, we're still getting waxed, we got the Delta variant, Gamma variant, Kenny Omega variant, we got all the Greek letter variants. We got, Dan, you've got the Sigma Alpha Mu variant because you were in Sam Delaware. Um, Fact. There's still variants out there. Be safe, you guys. But if you feel comfortable coming to Las Vegas, my gift, my way to give back is you were not able to see me win this title. You were not able to see me defend this title in person at Calmania 3, one of the most historic pay-per-views of all time. So the mainland coronation celebration is that all my fans can welcome me back to the mainland. It's sort of like taking a tour around. Like when you, it's almost like the Pope. I'm actually renting a Pope mobile. I'm going to drive around Las Vegas holding the strap. People could, people could look at it. They can't touch it, oh and they God. can't touch me, baby. But they could look, but don't touch. Touch, but don't taste. Well, taste, but don't swallow. The fact is I'm coming here to give the people what they want, which is time to see the champion in all his glory. Uh, all right. That's the announcement. That's huge, Dan. I got a secondary announcement, too. If that's not big enough for you, but let me tell you something. The fact that the title... Yeah. That touched mainland soil since December 18th, to be exact. That title has been Hawaiian property, and I'm giving the mainland visitation rights. I'm bringing the gold back just so you guys could see it in person because you're never going to see it again, baby. That thing's staying just like me in Hawaii. All right. Okay. So, all right, guys, I guess uh, at the show, there's going to be like tons of the show, by the way, it's going to be great stand-up comedy. um, Some, and, and uh, uh, some, uh, you know, it's going to be awesome night of comedy. Great. The show is going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. But I guess they're also part of it will be the coronation of, Jason Shapiro's win at Calmania 3. And I, I need you to get this right for the posters. It's called yeah. the Mainland Coronation Celebration. The Mainland... And, wait, wait. It's called the Mainland Coronation Celebration. Yes, because this is when I'm... I'm look, I've been coronated. Isn't that redundant coronation celebration? 
Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, that's right. Oh, just kidding. You've never been coronated in your life. You don't know anything about coronation ceremonies. Let me tell you a little bit about coronations real quick. Okay. The first so coronation. No, Cena. this is this is bigger, bigger than John Cena. Uh, in 1377, Richard II in England was a 10 year old boy when he became the monarch. So they thought to get more respect for him, they're going to have a, you know, just a coronation through the streets. They decided to bring it public. And ever since the 1300s, yeah. it's been a tradition to have a public coronation to grace a monarch to show respect for him to give back to the people, for the people to show him love. And that's what I want to give these people on the mainland because I don't live on the mainland anymore, Dan. All right, I live in Hawaii. second announcement? Well, so we'll here's allow the, the coronation. I'll have to check with the space and see if we can get a pole okay. in there. But No, 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 no. I'm going to park it outside. Oh, okay. They, I've already called them. They're going to valet my Popemobile. There's actually a sp- Vegas is actually a very religious town. They actually have a val- they have a spot reserved just in case the Pope comes. They have a Pope spot. Oh, so, okay. And they said I could just take that one for me. Again, because okay. I'm being coronated. So here's the deal. Look, that fr- DZ and Friends is going to be a, a great show. If you've ever been to a DZ and Friends show, super funny, a lot of great comedians, a lot of wrestlers show up and have great stories. Ziggler's the man. Dan, I imagine, Dan, are you going to be performing at the show too, probably, right? Yeah, I, I will be, yeah. Dan's going to be doing a set. You guys know Dan Black has the most viral stand-up clip about professional wrestling, so you know he's good. And, yeah, you're also going to get the headline event of that night is sponsored by Truly. It's the Truly brand hard seltzer presents and coronations. Okay. But as if that wasn't enough to make this a memorable night, a must-see night for any wrestling fan. Because no one works harder for the pod than me, because I want to keep my great lineage going, and I want to make sure I'm a fighting champion, it's time for another match. I'm not going to be fighting Whoa. this match, but we need to find me another opponent. Wait, what? You're not I putting. Also, wait, you're there's a match, but you're not putting the title on the line. It, there's no title match. No, no, no. The title defend the Thailand soil. The title is now Hawaiian. It's actually almost like royal Hawaiian property at this point. I'm out here. I'm coming to the mainland strictly for the mainland coronation celebration. And then there will be a match. I am going to have a number one contenders match at DC and Friends Summer Slamtacular. Two people will fight. The winner of that fight will be the number one contender, and they will have a chance to fight me at a later event. Okay. Okay. So there. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. There's a number one contender, number one contenders match for the cow title at at as the main event of DZ and Friends Summer Spectacular. Uh, it's the co-main. The main event is the mainland coronation celebration. I don't know All how right. many times I need to explain this. The main event All is right. the truly brand hard seltzer presents Jason Shapiro's mainland coronation celebration, and then right before that happens for the CM Punk main uh, main event, the co-main, there'll be a number one contenders match for my title. Wow. Okay, and do, who's in it? I haven't decided yet. I got to see who deserves a shot. Um, I mean, I know you've had many shots. You probably, if I want to be honest, um, people talk about wanting to see Letterman back in the mix. People say, oh, what about Hassan? People say uh, Nick Tulo is a name that people get thrown around a lot. Like, oh, he should have a shot. I mean, I don't think he's really physically up to task. I don't think he'd be able to defeat me or anyone one-on-one there's a lot of names in the cow universe that might be good fits for this number one contenders match i, I leave it to you guys who do you guys think who would Dan, who would you like to see in a number one contenders match me 100 percent. me i want to be in that fucking match 
You? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, on what grounds? All you've done is lose, lose, lose. You're like the opposite of DJ Khaled. Well, then wouldn't you not be scared to, to wrestle me again, right? I mean, aren't I just an easy opponent, right? I mean, what's the problem? I'm never I, – dude, I, I'm not scared. I'm not scared. I'm trying to make the best content and the best show and the best matches and the best memories and the best highlights Bro, I mean, way sick – since first off in Hawaii, we, we don't, I might even want to relitigate all that, but we know what you did to get it done, okay? We know what went down. We know the things that went down. Plus, I know some of the mistakes that I made. I've been training way harder. I'm way better shape now than I was in Hawaii. Okay, so if you're a fucking actual fighting champion, you'd be interested in the challenge of me in better shape. Imagine putting me down in this shape. Imagine what that would feel like. I'm just saying. Let me tell you something. We don't have time for I just, this today. I'm fine with that. I think you might be at the back of the line, but we'll see. But again, it's not just about getting in physical shape, Dan. It's about getting in men. And we all know that I got a 1510 on my SAT. Well, how many fucking sound bags I mean, do I need to do to get into the mental shape, into the emotional space to, to, for you to consider me to be in this fucking match? Is this your SAT score? Yeah, because it's 1510. Why do you have that handy? I had it shipped to me from the mainland. I got my birth certificate sent out here. I got my social security card, and I got my SAT score. Why because do you need, need SAT scores for proof of I need all my what? documentation, my paperwork. Proof of when you peaked? Bro, I'm, I'm, I'm stay peeking. I'm peeking right now. Oh, uh, you're a fucking peeking duck, folks. All right, listen. Uh, peeking fuck, okay? <laughs> you fucking peeking fuck. Barely funny, but I... You know, let's see. Did people like it? You think you know me? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They liked it. Okay. All right. Anyway. Let's. We got so much wrestling to talk about. Let's jump into it. But man, huge announcement! So once that ticket link goes up, we're gonna have a number one contender match for the cow title, um, uh, and uh, and uh, we're having the uh, mainland, mainland coronation, coronation celebration. celebration of the cow title. That's it's the first time the cow title is touching American uh, American mainland soil yeah. since uh, December eighteenth, twenty twenty. And um, um, yeah, it's gonna be a great stand-up show and all that. The ticket like will go up. Great. All right, let's start talking about wrestling. I don't even know where to fucking start this week. Okay, um, I'm gonna ring the bell. Holy shit! Well, I'm gonna start with John Cena just because we talked about it already. Um, oh, it looks like my elk meat's on the way. Just got a shipping notification. Muscle uh, tough. Yeah, and so. <sighs> John Cena returns, since we talked about it. John Cena, Jan Cena, uh, hustle, Mr. Hustle, Loyalty, Respect, back at Money in the Bank. Ooh, yeah. Oh, no, no. Yo. My time is up, my time is now You can't see me, the time is now It's the franchise when I'm shining now John Cena back And holy shit Was that Was that the first time Cena got full baby face pop In his entire career It was his entire People were going fucking ape shit for John Cena He didn't even know He was On Raw he was like I, I've never had that. Like it, it was kind of fucking nuts. Um, 
Uh, but Cena's back, and not only Cena back, they announced that Cena's coming back and will be on every Raw and SmackDown and through SummerSlam. Um, and he announced to the crowd, he's like, yo, I- I'm coming back in, like a lot more than you think I'm coming back, you know? Um, I've also heard that Cena, I've heard from people saying Cena's dying to be just doing WWE shit again, you know? Yeah. Um, he's got wrapped, th- thrown into Hollywood. And I was thinking about that. I was like, it kind of does probably suck for someone who is at the le- level of wrestling with Cena. You still got some in the tank. And then you got to, like, sit around set on, like, Wipeout or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hearing Nicole Byer just be like, what do you do? Why are, why are you doing Just hearing deal? Nicole Byer run her mouth about dicks <laughs> and baking. And, no. But you're John Byer Cena. just be like, I'm going to suck your dick. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, "God damn it, do I want to body slam a man through a table right now?" He's like, "Yo, because like to to walk, that's almost like um, it's like getting out of when they get when someone gets out of prison and then wants back in. You know, they did like thirty years in the in the fucking in, in there, and then they commit a crime to go back in because they're like, I don't, know, I don't, know, there's nothing for me on the outside. You know what I mean? What's the name of the guy in Shawshank who yeah. got out and then killed himself? Yeah, yeah, they, there's the guy who hangs himself." Yeah. Right. Because then he's like, he's like in in the prison. He was kind of fucking cool, you know. And he, people like respected him. And then he gets out there and he's bagging groceries, you know. Right. In the Is prison, he just what hooks Brooks. That, Brooks. No, that's and that's not uh uh what's his fucking name Morgan Freeman. No, it's not. It's right. like the guy Morgan Freeman's talking about. Right. right, he's worried that he's going to turn into a right. Brooks. Right, Brooks couldn't hack it on the outside. But he's like, world. "Nah, man, I'm going to head down to like Obi Wan Kenobi. Where are they going? Obi Wan Tanao." I don't remember where that fucking beach was. <laughs> I mean, I've seen this movie fifty times. It's insane that I don't know all these details. The premise of that movie, by the way, which we have no time for this, and it's still going to happen. <laughs> and I'm tempted to jump to a bunch of Dark Knight things that we've been talking about this week that I really want to get into. I've been really into Dark Knight. I texted you. I said, what's the Joker's first line in Dark Knight? I said that to you at, what, four in the morning? <laughs> yeah, I, and I was like, I don't know, man. What, what do you want from me? I think the line is, no, 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 I killed the bus driver. And then he moves out of the way, you know. Uh, yeah. But anyway, um, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, <laughs> Shawshank. The premise of Shawshank is he gets locked up for killing his wife, but he didn't. But I think he was outside with a gun. Am I wrong? Bro, that I is, don't that, that in Shawshank, yo, Phil, can you look this up? In Shawshank, it's like it's like the most crazy coincidence. He like, yeah, I was gonna kill my wife because she was cheating on me, right? But someone else beat me to the punch, and it was a random guy. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that good writing? I don't, but I don't, I don't know if a. Yeah. I don't know if that's good writing. Was he gonna kill her? or Was he gonna kill himself? Aren't you a writer, bro? You don't know if that's good writing. I don't know. I, look, out here, I have no identity. Here, I'm just a Hawaiian. That's it. I don't have the old yeah. Jason Shabiro is no more. Now there's just a man. Well, just, yeah, well, we saw the 1510. All right. Anyway, Cena comes back. Phil, we'll look that up. Cena comes back. Okay. And, what, ex- uh, what exactly is the question here? <laughs> yo, the question is, is in Shawshank, okay, <laughs> is in Shawshank, the pre- this is the premise I remember in my mind, or the, is that Tim Robbins' character, his wife cheats on him. He's going to kill her. He's in the. He has a gun and everything. Someone else kills her, and then he takes the rap for it. Like he gets popped for it, but but he didn't actually do it. Okay. 
Okay, look that up. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I mean, I've seen this movie. That sounds exactly yeah, what it is. Isn't that yeah. bad? Doesn't that make the movie not good? Like, well, someone else what, did because that? Because he was going to do it anyway. It's just stupid. Like, who the fuck yeah. is going to do it? Who does it randomly? Someone else kills me. You're gonna, what are the odds there? The, I mean, maybe that's what makes it good. Like, that's why you're seeing this movie because of that. Speaking of wrestling, John Cena, he comes back. Uh, so, he cut a promo. In his promo, he was giving his justification for why he... Uh, interrupted Roman Reigns. Now, I just want to talk about Roman Reigns for a second. And this will come back to John Cena. I'm all over the place. Roman Reigns is operating at, on, at such a high level right now of performance, you know? Uh, I really, when John Cena came out and stood next to Roman, I was like, this is the Roman. Like, now it feels right. Like, now it feels good. And my thought process went to two places. One place, which was like, is that, was Vince right? Like, is this the journey you need to take? You get behind a guy full and you never fucking relent. You know what I mean? And, uh, if you believe in their talent. Because when he's standing next to Cena, that's exactly what happened with Cena. Who's a way better talent than than Roman, what we say now. Maybe Roman gets to a place where he's better. I, I don't think he will ever get to, I, I, I know for a fact he won't ever get there. You know? Um... And then the other thought I had was just, I was watching AEW and I was watching Kenny Omega and I was like, Roman Reigns is just on another level than Kenny Omega right now. It just is, it is what it is. I love Kenny Omega. I want Kenny Omega to do awesome. I want to defend Kenny Omega and I like Kenny Omega. He puts on great matches and I'm glad he's the champion of AEW. The concept of AEW is one of my guys so deeply that like, we have a show where Kenny Omega's the champion, the Young Bucks are the champions, you know? That's and they're and they're heels and they're having fun. My problem is when I watch what they're doing, it's uh, it feels a little amateur. It's a little they're it's a little dress up y It's a little like here's a fun it's like a kid in a in a costume closet, like just throwing stuff on to get heel heat. But then the characters and the performances specifically feel so uncontrolled. Roman and Edge to start that match. They stood there for like 15 minutes having the crowds just go nuts. They were so, as performers, were so in control of that fucking crowd. They were like, we got this. We'll t- we- we're not just giving the mob what they want, you know? And then uh, you compare it to what Kenny is doing. It's a little bit for me. It's a little amateur. It's a little, it's a little like sloppy. It's like, what? Is your character, you just randomly do a Bangkok joke here and there, and then you change your facial hair this day. Some days you're in like a floral design shirt. But like Roman Reigns is the fucking, and he's like, oh, I'm the belt collector. You're like, eh, that's fun. I get it. You're a little crazy. I like the idea of it more than I like the execution. But like Roman Reigns, the acknowledge me thing and the tribal chief, I'm like, he is the tribal chief. Like I think, yo, there's the fucking, there is the tribal fucking chief. I acknowledge him. And uh, you could see it more and more people, and not just like Triple H this week, people acknowledging Roman legitimately. Shoot and work acknowledging Roman as the top guy in the wrestling industry, you know? And uh, it's fucking cool. He is having his work shoot moment, I think. He's, and one of the brilliant moments was the stack in the bodies at WrestleMania. That just, for me, it was them being ahead of me. I was like, fuck them for putting Daniel Bryan, for putting Daniel Bryan in this match. And then they're like, no, here's why. And that put it for me, 
to, to put two guys on top of each other and end a WrestleMania? Come on. Has that ever happened? <laughs> May I interject? Yeah. I know you're a, you're a big I Kenny guy. I think you're giving. You're, you're a big Kenny guy. I, well, I'm a huge Kenny guy, but, but let's stay on Roman for a second. Roman yeah. stacking the bodies was amazing. Amazing. But when you said. Yeah. It was amazing. But when you said, and I was fully worked because I was so ready for Edge to get the, I was like, they have to give it to Edge right now. It's Edge all day. Yeah, you, I got you him. On I, this day, <laughs> I see clearly. Okay, so the thing is this. <laughs> when they added yeah. Daniel Bryan to that match, yeah. you were like, oh, it was actually brilliant. They didn't know for a second. When they added that match, said, oh, because we're going to have this finish where we stack the bodies and it's going to solidify Roman. That is not how wrestling works. No, when they, but, but okay, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but hold I'm saying, on. is that relevant, though? See, the, yes. I, because yes. The, the, you give Tulo a lot of shit for this. You say to Tulo, like, yo, bro, like, you, you don't give them credit for fixing a bad idea. You know what I mean? You, you know, but not what sometimes I say. if. It's not what okay. I say. All right, you go, go, go. I shouldn't. What I say is. When an idea is bad, it's okay to say, hey, that's actually stupid and bad. And I've looked at the facts. I've crunched the numbers. Wrestling is actually bad most of the time. It's about 75% really, really bad. But when you have all these bad elements, somehow you just you, – there's a path. And in the last month, we, if we just zig that there and click that there and make a left instead of a right, this will all actually make perfect sense and be super cool. And right. they rarely even hit those moments, but when they do, it's incredible. For example, Batista winning the Rumble – nightmare okay denying daniel bryan even a spot at wrestlemania 30 nightmare but then they were able to write that ship and then create this incredible moment same thing with adding daniel bryan to the main event no reason it was all just no it, it had nothing to do with daniel bryan it just had to do with dominating a main event that hard you know what i mean so i agree right. with you in that way where it was like daniel bryan has no business in this match so let's just use him as a stack as a chip you know what i mean Exactly. And and let me tell you something. If the day Daniel Bryan added himself to that match, yeah. in his head he was going, the reason I'm doing this is that Roman Reigns will pin both me and Edge on top of each other and then start this whole I stack the bodies thing, like I said. If that's what the plan was the whole time, brilliant. But that was not the case. No. The case was two weeks before the match, Roman Reigns said, I'm going to stack them up and pin them both as like a throwaway line. I don't even think they knew then that they were going to do that. Yeah, I think it just came out of his mouth. It sounded cool. And they're like, hey, let's literally do that. Well, so let's just take a step back, which is like there's a lot of shit talk about WWE right now, and they deserve most of it, right? They deserve most of it. But I just want to say you cannot deny Roman right now. And when you see Roman at the top and you see the other guy, like, like you see Kenny, to me it's always a little bit like I can't show this guy. Like I'm like, he's not. Perform, he's not showing how fucking great he is in AEW the way that the WWE guys in AEW are. Like, I would say Moxley is fucking awesome in AEW. And I attribute that some of that to his, his I think WWE Kenny, training. The WWE polish. Here's what I need to say about this. Yeah. When you're comparing AEW to WWE, yeah. and you are saying... Edge and Roman were toe-to-toe, -to -toe and they milked that, and AEW guys don't know how to do that, yeah. but Edge and Roman do. WWE guys also don't know how to do that. Edge is a once-in-a-lifetime talent. Roman is a once-in-a-lifetime talent. You're talking about two of the greatest wrestlers. Well, that's the argument for too long. Probably. Oh, he's shitting on Edge, and he's wrong. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. 
Those yeah. two guys are rare yeah. breeds. Those are some of the best tests we will ever see in our lives, bro. Okay. Now, AEW, yeah, you're right. It's a good point. It does feel a little bit more of like a musical theater, a little costume shop, yeah. a little bit, hey, we're, we're playing, we're fucking around. It seems a little bit more juvenile. It seems a little more whimsical. I'm going to call AEW whimsical. You're saying it's a little AEW, bit more fun. It's a little bit more loose. You're as whimsy. It's a little fresher. Part of the freshness of AEW is that they don't make everything this big, huge thing. It's sort of like, yo, let's try this. Let's try that. And that right. leads to some truly incredible moments. And truly. Yeah, I have to say the word truly seven times in every podcast. I've noticed that. My, There's a couple times get... where I've seen you actively go for truly, the word truly. Otherwise, I don't get paid, bro. Yeah, um, Influence. But all I'm saying is that I, I don't think you're wrong. I think you're right. When you see Edge and Roman Reigns in a main event, that level of perfection, of polish, of gravitas, let's just call it gravitas, you're not, you'll be hard-pressed to find that in AEW when you got, you know, a guy wearing a denim jacket with his hands in his pockets, dick flipping around. You know, that, that's not going to happen there all the time. But the, the good news is that also doesn't happen in WWE all the time. It's rare for Edge Roman face-off. That's a beautiful thing. So appreciate when you get it there. And just also know, yo, what Kenny's doing is a different thing, and it's a little bit more whimsical, bro. Well, I, 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 I just want to say, like, it's not it's as a performer it's like it is that thing where there's a comfort there to not just pop the crowd that i see that is like that is so important you know uh it goes back to i got that note i got that note i was like um Chris Gethard gave me this note early on in my performing career where he was like yo uh he was like dan like you're like very funny so you can like make the crowd laugh and you could feed into them and you could coast on that forever but you have to get like control as a performer to be like to know like hey what were you actually going for as opposed to being like oh just make them laugh make them laugh make them laugh and i just i see that control in like these guys like roman and edge who just will just stand there you know what i mean and like you know they fucking know what they're doing you trust them you know so yeah. i just i don't know i just had that moment at money in the bank where i was like this was like it was sick. Anyway, all right. There's so much no, there, stuff to a, cover. It's an incredible I'm, thing. I'm, I'm a, I want to say one more thing. Yeah. You said, was Vince right all along about Roman? Did he need to go through this journey to get where he is? Yeah. I think we were right about Roman all along. We said, pop that shirt off. We said, take that yeah. vest off. We yeah. said, the guy's clearly a heel. Stop trying to make him make jokes about your balls and your grapefruits and yeah, your well, everyone was so right about it for years you're right yeah it's I, not, I almost it's forgot not, yeah it's not that vince mcmahon had this master plan this is my main thing about wrestling i want you guys to just understand that these guys are not geniuses Flying they don't know the what seat, they're doing baby. they don't have a plan they're just doing the best thing for next week they're just trying their best to see what might happen next week and that's why it's the job of the performer to grab that brass ring and that's why it's the job of the, the guys, the powers that beat it, trust them to make it happen. And the thing that Vince does better than anyone else is this. It's actually a bad thing. Is he's just stubborn. So Vince is never wrong. He's right. just not right yet. Yeah, Vince is so interesting because... Like, and since it's his company, he's the guy. He will keep so making much. that guy the guy until it's true. Like, he will never stop until he's right. I mean, whatever, wherever the tribal chief gimmick came from, I would like to actually know that who decided on that because that—that's where they got ahead of me. I, I if, did not. If I had to guess, what? who do you think the guess is? Hey, smart is what money. I think. What? 
I would go Heyman or yeah. just Roman himself. No, you know? Smart money is that's a Heyman something. Right. Heyman was involved in that. That's Heyman, Heyman all probably over. like we want to. They did, what happened was they were like we want to put you with Roman right when right. he comes back, and he's like, all right, here's here's what here's what I think will work for him. Right, that's clearly yeah. what happened. Right. Okay, I think they had but a meeting. So, I think- yo, that would be so weird because then you read, yo, Heyman removed from talking smack. You're like, what is that a punishment? Like, what happens over there? It's just like, like you know what I mean? <laughs> I think, look, I think it's kind of who cares and just like whatever, bro. Like Heyman's been hired and fired yeah. by that company multiple times. You know what I mean? Like at He's this their point, best guy. You know, Paul Heyman is. I mean, let's be perfectly honest. Vince Man is the the love him or hate him. He is the end-all be-all of professional wrestling as we know it today. That guy is God and, and the universe. And yeah. Paul Heyman is just like one step below a God. He's like he's not yeah. Vince, yeah. but he's pretty much Vince. Like, he's Yo, ju- just as good. So this is what I was saying. The interesting thing with Vince is like, it's like, like people talk so much shit about Vince, but then at the same time, I'll see a meme that is Vince. It's from... It's not even a meme. It's just a picture that's labeled like a meme. But uh, it was Vince trying out the zip line uh, at WrestleMania 12 before Sean. He's in the ring oh. and he's in his fucking like you could tell all he did was take off the jacket suit this and he's fully rigged and he's holding it. It's the same exact rig. And he's like, he probably did a ride with it. Right. And you're did like, this is why out? he's the fucking man. You know what was I mean? It the same, was it the same pose Sean did? Like leaning back with the one leg forward? Like he just did that. He's like, Sean, you got to do it like this. You got to get real, real sexy with it. Because <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, he was like. <laughs> he was Yo, like, you know that the original lyrics are sexy. Boy. He's like, go in the ring. Vince watch McMahon. me. I'm going to do it. I'll show you how to do it. Right? Yeah, he's like, all right. All right. Here's the words. The words. You're going to repeat this after me. Go. I think I'm cute. <laughs> I know I'm sexy, but you do it in your voice. Uh, you do it the way the girls like. You know what I'm talking about. All right, and then the zip line. Let me show you. Let me show you the Vince. movements I want from you. You know. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, you think this is how you zip? What you never zipped before? This is how you zip, you Texas piece of shit. Yeah. Another weird clip I saw. Uh, Zena was in the ring, front this row. Vince. What? Linda was there. I said Vince is incredible, man. Yeah, Linda yeah. was there watching Cena over the ramp. She must have walked out from the back and wanted to see Cena come back and feel that energy, you know? And a kid runs up to take pictures of yeah, Cena. She's very into energy. <laughs> sure, all right. No, I'm anyway. I'm, yeah. Yeah, you cut out for a sec, but yeah. So, uh, C- Cena, uh, so Linda, and the kid runs up to take pictures of Cena, and then the the guards like, "Hey, you can't go over there." And then Linda's like, "Yo." Relax. And then she like puts her arm around the kid and the kid's filled with Cena, you know? And you're like, these fucking McMahons, I don't know what kind of relationship I have with these people. I love them one minute, think they're the fucking biggest piece of shit the next moment. I don't even know what to feel. And I think I bet that's everybody, right? I, I bet I think it's, it's not everyone's but... I feel like everyone is like even people I've talked to over there, I'll be like, when he, like, I'll be like, yo, if he's like gone, you think it'll be better? And like, no one definitively says yes. You know what right, I mean? <laughs> right, right. You know? Anyway. Look, it, could, it could go away. This guy could die and it could be left to Stephanie and H. And I, as much faith as I have in those two, maybe AEW becomes the new wave. It's probably like, going to go to fucking NBC. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to go, like, you know. Anyway, we have to just move on because there's so much right, shit to talk about. On. Because let's just go into this. Um, Charlotte. Beats Rhea Ripley at Money in the Bank uh, pay-per-view, which was uh, 
awesome uh, for me. I know a lot of people give it shit, but it's just like the, I my biggest beef, and we'll get it'll come up right now with women's wrestling in WWE is the everyone the participation trophy element of the title. Sure, they don't have the the, the roster is probably not deep enough for two titles, and they have two. And they throw them around like they're toys. So let's talk about what happened. Charlotte wins it back. I'm like, yes, Rhea was not good enough to be the champion. It's just she was not able to captivate heading into with live crowds, heading into this SummerSlam. uh, We need Charlotte. It just is what it is. She's really killing it right now. And it just that's where I'm at. Now, some people are like, she always gets it. Give someone else a chance. It's like, just step up to her, including you, Rhea. Like, cut a meaningful promo. Get over the way Becky did. Like, you know what I mean? Like, do it. Mm. She looks awesome. I get why they wanted to give her a run, but there's a storied history, including CM Punk, Rey Mysterio, of wrestlers who had shitty first runs when they got the title, you know? Winning it and maintaining it are two different things. I thought having her drop it was it. I was like, this is a great move. Awesome. Then the next night, Nikki Cross, Nikki Ash, cashes in and wins the title. And it's just back again. Back again, where it's like another person who is not over enough to be the champion, is not a draw enough to be the champion, is not really there in any capacity, is now going to be an experiment for this title, diluting the meaning of it, giving Charlotte another win, another title hold. You know what I mean? Now she's like the twelve-time champion already. You yeah, know they're I mean? really they're really in an Orton conundrum with her right now. Right. It's like how you know you're going to need to put the belt on this person at least once every two years, and you know they're going to be around for another twenty more years. Right. So what are we doing? I mean, at the rate Charlotte's going, she's not just going to surpass Cena and her father. She's going to surpa- double them. Yeah, she's going to double them. Yeah, she's been a thirty-two-time champion, and that actually. Weirdly enough, to me, really dilutes the power of the women's title because it says it says like, oh, like, well, who's the because then you have this conversation. Oh, who's had the who's been the most multi-time champion? Oh, Ric Flair, 16. Oh, well, Charlotte Flair with with uh, with 27. But that's the women's title. But you don't want. But that's the women's title. It just be like what wrestler has had the most reigns? 16 is the most. Right. But it's like they do it with the men and they did it with Becky. They did it with Oscar a little bit, where they're like, "Hey, lean into someone," and it works. It's like have them be the champion. Uh, you know, Brock and CM Punk had those long runs. You, you think about them; they matter, and you're like, they were earned. Like CM Punk was the best guy at the time. I think the tough part here is just there was no reason to give it to Charlotte to take it off. Her. That's like a real burn of a of a notch. No, have, like, why didn't you ever cash it on Rhea? They didn't want to make Rhea look weak, but like, get out of here! Like, who cares? It's a cash. And no one looked weak because it was like a you know end of a title match rematch on Raw or whatever. Right now, okay. Now and she's Nikki- a superhero, right? So I mean that's yeah. something. And then Nikki Cross, just to give her credit for a second, uh, she was like partying with the crowd after, and they said she stayed in the crowd for ten minutes after they went off air and was like rocking out. And Look, that's really cool. That was really cool. Yeah. That's certainly very cool. That does not a champion make right? It's not like oh oh no. she she was she's cool. I mean. Here's how this run's going to work for me. Yeah. If all of sanity comes back and they're also, and they're like the Avengers. <laughs> I love that. I need the, yeah. sa- the sa- I need the sanity Avengers. Yeah, I love that. Who, who wouldn't like that? 
What do we uh, need? We not we need all the bros. Who do we got? We got fucking Draco Malfoy. What's his name? Big boy. We got the the bald one with the stupid head. You know, get them all back in here. Alex Winters. What's his name? The German one. We don't know. Find them, round them up, get them in spandex. Let's go. All right. I have two other huge pieces of news here. We'll move on from Nikki Ash. Uh, is um, CM Punk. I mean, this is like the day of days here. CM Punk reportedly is training right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, and uh, it, 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 they're saying that he is in talks, likely, it's being reported, likely with AEW. That's what they're saying. That's where he's looking like he's landing. And he's already training. I mean, holy shit. If you ever wanted to keep something under wraps ever, that was it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's definitely a bummer that they couldn't figure that out. But I guess once you train, he probably wants to go train with other wrestlers and shit, and you're in the gym. Right? What What else can you do? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, if you're, you know, easy. Uh, so, holy shit, man. Let's just think about it. And then Daniel Bryan no longer in talk, talks to re-sign with WB. <laughs> this is what we're reading. I mean, we just got to really think about this. If they sign CM Punk and Daniel Bryan over at AEW, like with the roster they already have, I mean, I, I, that's a real competitor, no? I mean, the level of talent and the fact that they just have this endless, this bottomless pit of money, you know what I mean? But they could pay all these they guys. Got that auto bumper money, baby. Do they ever seem to not be like they sign everybody it's like not even an issue it's crazy i don't know what are these contracts like though are they like the same money more money less money because i feel like people would take pay cuts to go there just because it's like i want to be at the cutting edge right now right i want to do good work um do we know what the money is like for them or no can you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, hold on. My thing is the okay. Yeah, uh, the, we don't know with their money. That's the thing. It's like I don't know like if these guys like is like Malachi Black is he like I don't know if they're taking less money just to like make it happen and get behind the company or whatever because it's like there's no way that AEW is making enough money to justify this roster. You know what I mean? Sure, but Tesla but it's, lost it's money an investment, every year. right? It's an investment, right? right. In a long term traveling product, and it's live TV. It's the investment in live TV, and I just, I really want to know if Tony Khan's putting his own money in. You know what I mean? Isn't it all his own money? Isn't that no, what it because is? because it's like they have a TV deal, right? So, you know, like, it's not like t- if you have a TV deal, you pay the stars out of the budget you get from the TV deal. There's just no way that budget is here, pay for Jericho, pay for Daniel Bryan, pay for uh, the, the big show. Like, pay for, that's just, it's, I, I have an extremely hard time believing I mean, that. they could pay the big show in fucking turkey legs, man. I don't think he's costing that much money. You know what I mean? Where, where else is he going? Well, I knew but, I just said one that was whatever, but they. But I'm just saying, my, my question is, when you get a guy like, like Daniel Bryan or CM Punk, I almost, and it could just be, maybe I'm just being naive or something. In my head, I think they're willing to go like, yo, WWE was paying me $4 million I'll come to you for two just because I want to be there. Like, I feel like they're doing that, like the veteran, uh, they'll take the, the lower salary just to play with the good team. You know what I mean? But I have no idea. This is based in zero fact. This is just a speculation. Right, right. I, I, I have no idea either. Uh, but man, AEW, like, uh, it just, it's just like, you're like, God, CM Punk coming in there. Oh, my God. And Daniel Bryan? It's just like, that means they have a full lock on the adult wrestling fan base. I feel like, like on the non-kid base. Like, see, but that's see, see, but they also have 
the young fan because of the, the work rate and the indie shit. So they have like the younger. I mean, you just mean not like like child. child. Well, I just mean like kids are going to just like watch WWE because it's WWE or whatever. Or, like, I don't know. Maybe fucking not. They'll like watch New Day or I don't know. You know, well, what I mean? here's like, you. All you got to do is you got to. I try to find the comparisons to like yeah. the last time this happened when there was WCW, NECW, and WWE. I've always said that AEW to me feels like the first hour of WCW mixed with ECW, right? Where it's got like great indie guys, great work rate, but also this like silly goofiness that almost feels like it matters less, which was like that first hour of Nitro. That eight right. to nine, you have to understand, during the Monday Night Wars, Nitro was eight to 11 and Raw was nine to 11. And so I'd watch that first hour of Nitro all the time. And then I'd flip back and forth during the 9 to 11. But that first hour of Nitro was like the cruiserweights. It was like Jericho doing Ralph's stuff and being ridiculous. It was just more fun and a little bit sillier. If all these guys go to, w, go to AEW, I think what WWE becomes left with is it feels like where aging guys who maybe matter less are. Like, right. like it feels like bad WCW. You know, right. Whereas AEW is going to feel to me more. Well, they, like, they, they're smart pushing the younger guys and they're using like the way they're like, oh, we'll push Jungle Boy and we'll use Christian to get him over. And like uh, they and they have MJF with Jericho and they're really pairing the veterans up with younger guys to be like they're kind of their protégés. And then they have like Hangman on page and Kenny who are like their stars. Like those are the young bucks. Like those are their own stars. Uh, they have Moxley building up Kingston uh, like it feels like there's a lot of great thought into what they're doing, you know. I th I think that they do a lot right in talent development, and I think WWE is just here's the thing: WWE gets to be status quo. They get to just be like, this is the way we do things. This is the way it works. This is right. the system. And AEW, because they're so new, just guys are like fucking whatever. I don't know. We're gonna do this now. Let's see how that goes. And I feel like the mentality there is a little bit more: hey, let's see how this goes. And they take chances. And sometimes it's stupid, like an arcade room match where Miro, for some reason, is best man for Kip Sabian, and they like to have a fight in an arcade. Yeah. And sometimes it's incredible, like a stadium stampede match. And you're like, this is great. Yeah. I'm so glad you thought of this. It was more early on, so, like, whatever. But, like, they, they, they've gotten some of that stuff together, and I feel like it's consistently better now. But, yeah, true. All right, just for time. For time. Goldberg back will be wrestling Lashley at SummerSlam. Perfect, perfect. Perfection. Where are you at on that? See, here's that. You know, I, I, my thing is obviously I have no beef with it at all. You guys know where I'm at on Goldberg. I love Goldberg. I love Oldberg. I just always like him saying, "Who's next?" I, I just still pop for it all. I also think he looks awesome. Some people are like he doesn't look awesome. He still looks fucking awesome. He um, looks, he looks less awesome than he did because when he was at his maximum yeah. awesome. That was one of the most awesome-looking specimens you've ever right. seen. But also, it's like, who did would you ever wrestle think, that you would care about? Did you ever think that Goldberg's pecs in that WCW run, his pecs to me looked like huge plates. They looked like they were both the big gold belt. Like, he had two big gold oh, belts so huge. as a chest. It was like, this whole area was like a fucking another torso. But I'm it saying, was, did you specific? I would look at him and specifically be like, all right, he's wearing the big gold belt. Yeah. Then he's got one big gold belt as his left pec and one big gold belt as his right pec. That's how big this man's pecs felt to me. He had three gold belts. 
That's why it's Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. The, the title looked the best on him. Like when I think of the WC title, like think I think of his waist because it's a, too he had big. A little waist. He was so hot. You know what yeah. I mean? He had like that little waist. Yeah, it was too. nice. He had a nice man <laughs> shape. He was too. The that belt is too big. And yeah. Goldberg's the only guy who wore it. That it was like that's the right size for this guy, though. Yeah, that belt is so fucking big. I love uh, it. I love anyway, it. Uh, but well, yeah, Goldberg being. Goldberg being back, I mean, look, you'll love to see it, folks. I mean, at this point, you just need to accept this is part of wrestling. You need to accept it the same yeah. way there's things that you don't like that happen yeah. in wrestling. Like, I don't personally, one thing that's a little weird to me yeah. is guys who go for quick quick pin attempts after a random DDT three minutes into the match. It's like, hey, in what universe did you think you were going to end this main event of a pay-per-view in minute three after a DDT? Like, that's what, you know, but that's just the language of wrestling. That's just... We have to accept that that's how it goes, and that's part of the, the DNA. Also part of the DNA, old men will not stop showing up for their pay-per-view money until they are dead. More specifically, Goldberg will continually be able to launch himself into the upper echelon main event of any card at any time. Right. What's up uh, with Lashley right now? Well, the thing about Lashley is it's really interesting because Lashley was uh... – I, I was watching him at the Money in the Bank. Oh, shit. Oh, Nick, Nick Tulo, pop it on here. Tulo, do we hear you? I don't hear nothing. He's Tulo. frozen. He's in the icy Let's tundra go, right, right now. Let's go, Tori. Go fuck yourself. All right, we don't hear him, so maybe he'll pop in. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to Tulo soundbite? I know he's going to AW Dynamite tonight, so maybe he'll have. Uh, he's trying to give us some kind of uptight. We got boots on the ground. Well, I will say one thing. One thing that I did not appreciate is that he specifically was like, oh, I'm not going to show up to this pod because of Shabiro's big announcement. I thought that was cowardly, to be perfectly honest. I mean, Tulo, should we get, what do I, Phil, what do I do? I got to give him the boot? I think you need to boot him and put him back in. I don't know. He's clearly frozen. He's clearly wasting all of your listeners' time. I'm just going to, I'm going to remove him. I'll cut this out. You can keep it in. <laughs> uh, don't report keep it. it all. all right, I removed him. So right. Yeah, I mean, so Lashley was, I don't know. I kind of like digging Lashley a little bit. Like, he's, he's not good, but he just was, uh, like, he wrestled Keith Lee on Raw. Keith Lee came back, and he was beating the shit out of him. That was good. But I don't want to say anything about Lashley. I would like to say Karrion Cross debuts on Raw. We just got to talk about this. Because Karrion Cross debuts on Raw and loses to Jeff Hardy. It is just insane. Now, Jeff Hardy did cheat. I forget what he did, but he did cheat a little bit. But, like, this was his big fucking debut. He comes without Scarlett, and Jeff Hardy beats him. It was nuts. Uh, Guys, there's no... Karrion Cross is is never going to get over without Scarlett. And he's wearing the NXT belt also. That's cool. You love to have the belt get buried on a random Raw. That's always fun. But... uh, if there's no Scarlet, no one's going to care about this guy. He's just not that cool. He's just not. No. he. I mean, there's not even that much to say. It's just like there's a lot of memes out there. Uh, uh, and uh, I might not have time for meme corner today. I'm running a little low on time here. But, uh, By your tongue. But Karrion Cross, uh, 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 there's a lot of memes about like Triple H getting his guys buried by Vince. You know. Now, look. Is it possible we get worked here? This is kind of a cool thing, you know, that like, all right, Carrie Cross, because he was like, Jeff Hardy, you're fucking made a huge mistake and you're next. But is it maybe it's like 
you know, sets up for him to do some cool shit or like maybe Scarlet shows up and then it's like now he's more powerful. He came without her. It's like, oh, I, I forgot her at home. And then now I remembered her. Uh, we're in an ethically non-monogamous uh, manager valet relationship. He was actually walking uh, the hybrid two down to the ring. And you're like, maybe. But the bottom line is you looked like a complete D-bag when he was cutting a promo after losing to Jeff Hardy. And he was just like, you made a huge mistake. TikTok. And you're like, you just like lost. You know what I mean? Like on your debut. It, there was just, there's a reason it's good to win your debut. Then Keith Lee came back and lost clean to Lashley, too. So you know what I mean? Lashley. We're powering up Lashley. I know. And but Keith, I like Keith, Keith Lee. He, I know you, you hate Keith Lee, but he came back. You think that he would be powerful. You know, he was like doing some good shit. Lost to Lashley, but yeah, Lashley's the champ. I get it. It's fine. But these guys were making big debuts and returns, and uh, you know what I mean? It's like they just cut all these other guys from the roster and then bury the guys they're keeping, you know? It's just kind of interesting. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's worth talking about, you know? I mean, can we? why is Keith Lee back? I thought they got rid of him. No, he went to like he was uh, he was injured. Then he came back. I thought they uh, I thought they cut him when they cut all everyone else. Uh, none of those firings. I thought it was one of those firings, like last month or whatever it was. Keith? No, Keith, not fired. Oh, then maybe it was just like a really good dream I had or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, what are we getting? Oh, uh, are we getting Tulo back in? What's going on with Tulo here? I think uh, anyway. Tulo said Tulo said he's going to give you a call. I believe uh, he says his reception sucks, so I don't know if we'll be hearing from Tulo. But uh, last thing, well, on the docket here is Seth and Edge set up for SummerSlam. Uh, the setup was a little weird for me. It was like Seth lost the money in the bank and was like, "Whoever's in line, like I should be next or whatever." And then he just like ruined Edge's chances at winning the title, you know. But that doesn't really get him the title shot per se. You know what I mean? I don't really care. He was kicking Edge in the head, and you're like, it's clear that it, that's the match. We want to see that match so bad, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And we want to see that feud so bad. Those are two guys who have – I mean, that – Shebs, remember when Seth – I was – when Seth was coming up during – and I was trying to be like, yo, this guy's awesome, this new guy, Seth Rollins or whatever. I was like – because we knew him as like the jabroni in the shield. But mm -hmm. like he, I, I started comparing – I saw Edge in him, you know? He started when he started being the architect and he started being like an opportunist. I was like, he's really the closest guy to really tap into a true edge energy and in a really uh, original way. It wasn't just like, I'm going to be perverted to this and that. It's like, no, uh, I'm like, uh, an, uh, like an architect. Like I, I'm always planning. I'm a step ahead and I'm I'll do anything to get over. it. It's not selling out. It's buying in. Right. Like full full on that. It was like a corporate edge. Did it like he was like like Vegas sleaze or whatever, and then he did it as like, uh, like uh, corporate kiss ass, you know? Right. They and, actually, I think, both did it in sleazy ways. It was just, yeah. it was two guys who their gimmick was: I will sacrifice all my morals for this title, and I will find creative ways to win and stay in power that maybe are not the most moral ways to do things. Edge is the ultimate opportunist. I would say Rollins is the penultimate opportunist. <laughs> I love that. The pen ultimate opportunist. So we have uh, uh, for SummerSlam here, which I was like, oh, man. We're going to see Seth Edge. That's sick. Lashley Goldberg, which to me is like a, I'd rather see Lashley Brock. I agree. You know, people are like, oh, I'd rather see Brock. But that's it. Like, that's the, that is it. That is the only other Lashley match I'd want to see over Goldberg other than maybe Lashley Fiend. But we just Fiend's not around right now. You know? Um 
Fiend sorely missing there. Maybe Lashley, Randy. I would have watched that maybe, but Randy's not. I, mean, I watched. Right I watched Randy. He's, doing, he's, no, he's gonna. He's gonna do the Riddle match. He's doing RK Bro, whatever you know. So right. that, that's gonna be like Riddle Orton will be all be pumped. That's a great feud that they've told the story that is building. That's great. A lot of so I kind of dig where we're headed in the men's division for towards SummerSlam. Uh, the women's division is where my questions are, which is the Sasha rematch. For Bianca is clearly the move, and and they do that. I'll get, I'll be pumped for that, you know, because they mm. tore the house down at Mania. Why not just do that again? And we haven't seen Sasha since Mania, so why not? That's the way to go. But then Nikki Cross being involved in the Raw titles, like, man, I was hoping it was just gonna be Charlotte Becky, you know? Yeah, and maybe I mean, it look- still will be, but that's at the expense of making it Charlotte winning the title for the fourteenth time to going into that. They they can't put this belt on Charlotte again till at least 2022. Right. Like save that till next year's Mania because wait, uh, you know I don't I don't see Charlotte leaving for four years to do a Hollywood career. Like she's gonna be wrestling, you guys. So we gotta really slow play this thing. Her next run better be for three fucking years. Yeah. Whew. So much shit. All right, let's pop the memes up because we don't have too long. We'll do the memes and then we'll get All out right. of here. But a lot of huge announcements today. A lot of, I mean, wrestling is, WWE's really, they're, yeah, listen, they're doing what they're doing. They're trying to do, they're doing some stuff, but they're not taking away from AEW somehow. Some of AEW is competing, and it's unbelievable. Let's get these memes. Let's I, see some memes. Let's see some memes, bro. <laughs> this is a me- me- meme uh, about masks. Let's not make this political. Let's just, <laughs> it's, um, it says, in the 2001 Royal Rumble, Kane wore a mask for 54 minutes and eliminated 11 people. You can wear one to Aldi. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. It's not yeah. wrong. It's not uh, wrong. But yeah, you can wear a mask. I'm working out of the mask again. It's just truly awful. Go get vaccinated, you hogs. All right, what's next? <laughs> Me, I'm going to watch a WWE pe- pay-per-view. Peacock. The fuck you are. A lot of Peacock was really messed up, but whatever. They'll figure it out. Obviously, I have my beef with how they're organizing WB on there, but whatever. It's a new thing, so whatever. I don't care. What's next? Yo, this is Stone Cold. They reversed the Padme Anakin meme, and it's Stone Cold saying, I'll give you a beer to drink. And then Anakin's like, you won't give me a stunner, right? And then he's kind of smiling in the same pose. He's like, you won't give me a stunner, right? Uh, it's pretty funny. I enjoy that. It's just, that's always fun. If Stokel gives you a beer, you are going to get a stunner. It's a great uh, observation. You know, it's a fun I'll tell you what. That's a classic. Um, nice down the middle, solid seven and a half, eight. It does the job, but it doesn't surprise you. It doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't make me laugh that hard. Cause like, of course that, you know, it's an obvious meme. It's an obvious meme. Yeah. I got, I got, I got, I got too low here. Should I plug him in too low? Yeah. Plug him in, plug him on. I can hear you. They can't hear you yet. Hold on. I got to plug you in because you got this shit reception. Here we go. Oh, we got on the line here. Coming at you, everybody. I think we got him. Tulo, can you guys hear Tulo? Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me? You guys hear Tulo? What's up, bro? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah bro. Your boot, well, I'm only putting you in your boots on the ground from AEW Dynamite, right? You're, you're headed to Yeah. Dynamite. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, uh, the reception's not good here. I couldn't uh, get on that Zoom link, but I found the spot right out, right, uh, right on the top of the, uh, on the hill here uh, outside the line. Uh, but yeah, boots on the ground. Just met FTR and Wart, super sexy Wardlow. Um, 
Yeah, things are great, man. How are you guys doing? I heard there was an announcement. Did that actually get made this week, or did that get uh, postponed until next Yes, week? actually, Shed's made a huge announcement on the pod. We're about oh, to wow. end the pod here, but uh, he said uh, that he oh, is okay. actually at the Dolph Ziggler, DZ and Friends, SummerSlam Tacular Cal Presents show in Vegas oh, on right. August 21. That he's going to have a mainland coronation celebration where the the listeners of the show can, can congratulate him on his victory at Calvania 3. And then he's giving a gift what? back. He's giving a gift back to the listeners. Yeah. Which is a number one contenders match. Uh, which oh, shit. Is yet to be determined who would be in that match. What uh, do you mean? What do you mean yet to be determined? He said it's no. I, I I'm fucking vying for a spot in this match. I I, I made my case, but he's not deci- not fucking decided yet. Vying but, vying for yeah. a spot. Yeah. You deserve a spot. Yeah. You lose of course, your last I deserve. Didn't you lose your last two title defenses, though? Yeah, I did I lose. Mean, what about, you saw the circumstances of how I lost. And also, I'm in way better shape now. And, uh, yeah, oh. I, I put together this fucking event. I mean, you know. Oh, so you just – okay. I got. I understand yeah. that. So those are your those, – what about, like, new opportunities, giving it to somebody who is actually a real influencer in this community and not just for some stupid, shitty seltzer brand, and giving someone like myself who's on the Supermark Summer World Tour right here, uh, uh, doing great things kissing babies growing the pod i had the guy at the at the uh at the vintage shop today that i bought bought the you know my my um my rock shirt at he followed the he subscribed to the pod today he checked that out uh, i'm out here going viral pretty much every day my social's blowing up if there is anybody I, it's just, why is there even how how has he not even done it i mean for a guy that understands being an influential person i would think he would he would understand how how much I've been doing as well, you know. Well, let me tell you this, Tulo. Um, I don't I mean, think, think I think about. I don't, I don't God, think it's I, a new era of Cal, baby. You know. Okay. I mean, uh, I mean oh, Shep's he can't hear me. Can he? He can, can he hear me? Oh, oh he can. you can hear me. I can't hear Shebs. Oh, you can't hear Shebs. Oh, right, because no, he no. called me. It's on the phone. But Dan, uh, but you can you hear Dan, him, right? Hey, Dan, you tell Nick Tulo everything I'm saying right now, but okay. summarize it, make it brief. You tell him. Maybe you could tell me what he's saying. There's different types of influencers. Some are girls who take pictures of their bodies and then post inspirational quotes like it's not just an excuse to post pictures of your body in a bathing suit. Some try to sell stupid products like fitness tea or exercise stuff or even alchemy. Other influencers get paid to drink hard seltzer, and I am in that third category. But I will say this. Tulo, I've seen some of the influencing you've been doing. I think you're doing great great work for the pod. Yeah, it's too low. I love what you're doing for the pod. As a guy who cares about this pod and does a lot for the pod, I see what you're doing and I like what you're doing. I don't know if it's title shot worthy. And I don't know if it's number one contender slot worthy. Quite frankly, I don't know if either of you guys are going to be the number one contenders match. But make your case to the fans. I'll listen to the people on this one. I'm saying why not not fucking... Who's more worthy than fucking... I'm I'm not even arguing against Tulo. Maybe it's time for fucking Tulo to get a shot. And you know what? I'm putting nah, this event no together. I've been I've been working my ass off. It's not like I got defeated and then fucking went crying. No, I've been in the gym hustling, loyaltying, and respecting. Okay, my ass <laughs> off. Everyone knows. So why not? What I'm saying is that why don't you fucking make it me and Tula? My name is me versus Tula. I'll go toe to toe with Tula. Wouldn't you love to see that? First of all, Shabs, you get to see me and Tula actually tear each other apart. Wouldn't that be a fucking cool for you? Yeah, I love both sure. Of you would love that. No, nah, you guys are my homies. I'm not. I don't look. We're you know, homies, bro. Cut the act where you're homies. You fucking betrayed both of us, man. Look, look. Uh, I, I, I told, I've been through this a million you're times. You're back to doing this again? 
I'm not back to doing anything too low. What I'm just saying is that, like, I we know. Guys were, I said it would never be the same from the start. It would never be the same. Okay. That's it. But Ichab's the, the 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 cow champ, and I've always told you, you act like a little kid, Tulo. I've always said oh, that about you. Act like a little kid. Emotional, just, a little emotional. I'm kid, sorry. Okay? I'm sorry that I think your time is done as cow champion, and it's time for a new era. Someone okay, that can so if my time's Shabiro done. Prove it, game. bro. All you gotta do okay, is prove I'm it. Not, it's a number one I, contender match. Hey. Hey. Listen, I'm ready, willing, and, and Gable to prove uh, my abilities you're, wherever I have to. You're I'm ready, willing, and Gable. I'm hustled, I'm first, loyalty, first all, and respecting. First of all, first of all. We're both American heroes. Go on, go hey, red, white, and blue, red, white, and blue. That's all I'm saying. I mean, listen, uh, I, I'm all about it. I'm ready to go. I mean, uh, yeah, sure, I'm not a wrestler and, and as jacked as you, but, uh, you know, dude, you don't want to scrap, dude. You don't want to scrap. You're going to get, dude. And 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 it's going to be embarrassing if we go off and there's more people cheering for me and this is your podcast and your show. Embarrassing I mean, for really who? Bro? To, embarrassing for who? You, for you. Oh, bro, I'm not embarrassed at all. I was just you missed the whole. Maybe if you showed up to the pod today, you would have seen. I'm talking about control as a oh, performer. I'm sorry. I don't need I'm the cheers. I don't need the accolades. I'm all about results, baby. I'm sorry. You think I'm I get cheers when I talk it. Oh my god, you think I get cheers when I fucking crush the gym, burn 1,100 calories in under an hour? You think I'm getting cheers? I'm just saying, the only person that cheers just, for me is myself, yeah, bro. I look in the saying, mirror and I go, "You're the fucking sure? man." Okay. Listen, it's easy. It's easy to go up against Shabiro. That every most of the people will probably boo him because he's, you know, Shabiro. But like, you go up against the supermarket right now at, at my. I I'm, made I, you the super. I called you the supermarket. You, you didn't I make shit. We could go back. I gave shit. you that fucking nickname. Oh yeah, yeah. I fucking okay. made you Nick Tulo. How you fucking dare you? How you fucking dare you? Now you're oh, making it you personal. Now, oh, you <laughs> you called yourself the the, the supermarket. You did that. Let's go back uh, in the yeah. tapes, Phil. Let's uh, go back in the fucking tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I, well, you also banned me. You also banned me, and I was so undeniable at that point three years ago that you were forced to bring me back on. You also knew that I was so important to this podcast that you have to have me on the Patreon because you know how it's bringing in those dollars. So I'm ready to go, baby. I'm I'm already booked. I have my ticket for SummerSlam. Hey man, I'll casually stroll over and whip your ass at uh. At, Chef, at, uh make this match. At, I gotta whip Summer this Slam little bit. Because I was like. <laughs> I, okay, I, I love. No, first of all, why I is love how, how why how's the title not involved? Why is he scapegoating out of this? This guy. All right, we, look, we gotta get out of here for time. I gotta get out of here for fucking time. What were you gonna, gonna say? All right, Tulo, what's going on with AEW for, tonight? Is it good? I mean, it's, there's a line around the block right now to get in, so I'm gonna go and grab um, uh, Merch Maven, and we're gonna head in and, uh, and just destroy as usual. I'll probably be on TV. I'll probably go viral again. Uh, I already met FTR and Stupid Sexy Wardlow, and they just complimented me and told me how great I'm doing. So, uh, yeah, man, you'll probably see those. those they thought those you were a Make-A-Wish kid, whatever. All right. Hey, Tulo. I actually thought it was Enzo, but fine. <laughs> they thought you were Enzo. You are the ah. perfect combo oh, of Enzo yikes. and Rollins. All right, Tulo, enjoy the show. Tell Merch, Mame, and Emily to enjoy the show as well. Um, yeah, I'll see you at SummerSlam, Dan, if uh, Shabiro decides to like, I can't, uh, I would, you know, do a special business. I would love to Clearly, it's booking the supermarket. In front of yeah. crying fans. It would, be, it would be really embarrassing if you spend all that time at the gym and then lose to my fucking 160-pound That would be embarrassing. I agree. That would be embarrassing. That's why it's not going to happen. That yeah, would be embarrassing. Okay. It's not going to happen. Why uh, are we? Well, hey, uh, don't let Shabiro another Add another 45-pound plate to your back, man, because you're going to want to know what it's like when uh. What because you, you carrying the load of the match? Because you and, only uh, weigh you know. forty five pounds. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah, exactly. In your bra. All right. Anyway, uh, Tulo, talk to you later. All right. Listen, guys. Shebs, did you want to respond? Because we got to get out of here. I yeah. Gotta go. But here's the deal. I, I've never seen two guys. 
try to sell a match more that doesn't exist. You guys are cutting promos on each other left and right. None of you are even in this match. We don't know who's going to be the number one contenders match. I haven't decided yet. But look, if it's something that people want to see, I guess I could. I guess I, I we can fuck around and find out. Um, All right. So look, let's guys, get out of here. I, I gotta I'm go. Just for excited. Time. DC and Friends, SummerSlam Tacular, Vegas, August 21st, right after, close to after SummerSlam, down the street from the Allegiant Stadium. We will be see a match, number one contender match, hopefully between fucking us, but we'll fucking see what Chevs is going to fucking decide, and we'll see what the people want, right? Maybe, you know, the major jabroniacs will tell you what they want, you know? And uh, the ticket link will be up this week, probably Thursday when this is out, but you'll see it. Follow at CW Podcast, at Dan Black Attack. Uh, on all socials and everybody uh, 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 keep watching Wrestling Kisses obviously but also uh, bonus episode coming out Friday and everybody yes now keep watching Wrestling Kisses cheers up woo